This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. This is an emergency deuce. I'll get a sound drop there with a, a, with a siren or an explosion, but... There's not enough time for those uh, sweet guitar riffs in the beginning because we just got to get right into it. And I apologize in advance because normally I record late at night. There's not much going on. If you hear the people doing the grass right next to my window, hey, that's how badly I wanted to get this emergency deuce out to you. Let's just get right, right into it. Every time you think Sham Sharania of The Athletic is going to catch his daddy Woj, in these uh, in the war to get breaking news out there, Woj just comes right back at him, and and tells him who has control in the space, and he did it again today. Arguably one of the craziest Woj bombs that I have ever seen in the history of the Woj bomb. The Brooklyn Nets have hired Steve Nash to be their head coach. Yes, Steve Nash. Not a name that we've heard on the radar in any of these coaching searches, let alone the Nets. We heard Greg Popovich, Swerve. Uh, we heard the typical names, Ty Lue, Swerve. Um, Mark Jackson, Nate, I mean, anybody who could have been named because of how sweet this job looks like it's going to be. We heard all the names, but we didn't hear Steve Nash. And the more you read into it and the more we find out about this situation, the more this looks like it, it makes sense. Uh, you got a Hall of Fame point guard who is, from by all accounts, a pretty universally loved person and player, regardless of what you think about his MVP awards. Yeah, maybe there were some guys who could have won it those years, but people love watching Steve Nash. Uh, he's well-respected. He seems like a good dude. Um, so my initial reaction when I heard it was shock, but then I was like, okay, I like it. Uh, I think it was one of the Van Gundy brothers on uh, one of the broadcasts the other day was talking about how in today's NBA, you cannot succeed as a head coach if you do not have the ability to not only be firm with players, but for them to really like you and get along with you. There's this there's this fine line. And Steve Nash has spent the last five years as a um, consultant for the Warriors. And in that time, he worked a lot with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has spoken very highly of Steve Nash. There's got to be good reason to believe that, Steve, that Kevin Durant put this bug in... Sean Marks's ear and had an influence in Steve Nash getting this job. So from that standpoint, I really like it. I also really like that you have a point guard in Kyrie Irving who 
needs somebody that he can at least look at and say, you know what? Maybe this guy, who is a Hall of Fame point guard, a two-time MVP, maybe this guy knows more than me about basketball. Because it doesn't seem like Kyrie thinks many people know more than him about anything. So it seems that just from a leadership standpoint, Kyrie Irving is the immediate big winner here, just in terms of being able to spend whatever time he gets to spend under the Steve Nash learning tree. Um, and then there's the, uh, the Mike D'Antoni disciple, right? You know, Nash played for D'Antoni for most of his career. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is probably arguably the, one of the, you know, brighter minds in the history of the game when it comes to offensive coaching. Uh, and this is a loaded Nets team. And Steve Nash walks into a team with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. The weapons are, they're, they're all there. It's a, it's a pretty interesting thing. We don't know what his coaching style will be. We don't know anything. He's never coached before. He's never, he's never even been an assistant. So we, it's going to be a pretty amazing thing to, to try to see, to see what happens here in terms of his coaching style and this and that. But I think, you know, he'll put together a good staff of guys who have been coaching, I'm sure, for a long time, guys that will help him out in this early on. And we'll, we'll see what his coaching style is. What, but then my concern set in pretty quickly after that. Um, point guards do make good coaches. But historically speaking, in the NBA... Uh, Hall of Fame point guards do not. Um, in fact, Hall of Fame point guards in the past have tended to flame out pretty incredibly uh, as head coaches. Mm, Isaiah Thomas was horrible. Magic Johnson was a terrible head coach. Most recently, Jason Kidd, who is probably one of the prime examples of having no coaching experience and jumping into a coaching situation flamed out in two places. Well, left one to go to another, but it seemed as though he was going to be out in the one that he left. So the Mo Cheeks was okay, but never really took his team to the promised land, any of his teams. So we, uh, that is where my concern lies is, Generally speaking, what we've seen in the past is that high-level Hall of Fame-level coaches, players, don't jump in and become great coaches. Other than Larry Bird, who is a, who seems to be great at literally everything he does. Um, so that is really my only concern here. I mean. Will history repeat itself? Will we see a situation where this guy comes in and he just struggles to make that adjustment, especially having no coaching experience? Um, but, man, we've also seen you know, Steve Kerr jump in in Golden State, take over a loaded team, and just become one of the best coaches in the NBA. And... I'm not saying 
that the Nets are the Warriors by any means. But you look at this roster and you look at the Eastern Conference playoffs right now, there is no dominant team in this conference. It just it doesn't exist. Um, it, we still, I mean, we got to see what happens with the, the Heat Bucks series, but it, the Heat are up 2-0. Uh, the Celtics have a great future ahead of them, a great young core. But there's nothing telling me that if, if Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant's healthy, he's the best player in the East. And with the players that are around him, there's nothing to, for me to say that that team can't immediately be a top one or two team in the East, if not just the best team right off the bat because of what I think Kevin Durant. He's only 31 years old. Seems like he's been around forever. He's only 31 years old. He's coming off a brutal injury, but he's only 31. If he's healthy, man. Steve Nash is walking into quite an incredible situation. It's a four-year deal. We don't know the the details on the money or any of that, but not but it doesn't matter. Um, the question becomes how does he adjust to the day-to-day? He's like I said, I, he generally strikes me having talked to people who I, you know, I've talked with Roger Bell about Nash in the past and there's no one's ever said I've never heard anyone as a person or as a player, I've never heard a bad thing about Steve Nash. And he strikes me as super competitive. He has the competitive streak that you need to be a head coach. But he also strikes me as a guy that, is he going to be, like, on the sidelines, is he going to be the one getting fired? Yeah, I guess he is. Is he going to be getting into it with refs? And Yeah, I guess looking back on it, he is. I, it's so interesting. I, lo- I love it. I, I don't love it for one reason. It just means that there's one less opportunity for a lot of these assistant coaches that you hear every year might get a chance to get a coaching job and now they won't. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of those guys and it happens every year. So it's not anything new. It sucks for them, but I, I, it's, it's, it's so exciting. You got to give credit to Sean Marks, man. Wow. And that, and just the Nets organization, not only for taking a shot, right? Sean Marks has now proved as an, as a GM, that he he goes out and gets things done. He got Kyrie and KD. He's put a really nice roster around those guys. Um, and the, somehow the rumors got out there that he was going after Pop and he was going to come get Pop and Pop was going to come to to Brooklyn because he's got the relationship with Sean Marks. And all. somehow in this day and age, they were able to keep it a secret that the whole time they were pursuing Steve Nash and that Steve Nash had interest. That's a win. That is just an accomplishment in and of itself in this day and age when every rumor about every single thing that happens with every single team gets out. Somehow, Sean Marks and the Nets organization and Steve Nash, to his credit, they kept this a secret. No one saw this coming. I mean, this has got to be one of the most out of left field, surprising head coaching hires ever of all time. And I love it. I. I it's just it's strange to me. I'd know like when Jason Kidd got hired, I didn't really like it. But I just I didn't I wasn't convinced that Jason Kidd had the the temperament when he became a head coach to to do it. He struck me as a guy who had was just getting done with his career 
um, and still was a play. He thought of himself as a, I think he felt like he was a player. He he just struck me as a guy whose attitude was I'm still a player, um, and that's why I'll be good because I get along with players and players. And I, you know I was around for a long time. I'm a Hall of Famer. I played with a lot of guys. This and that. Nash strikes me as a guy who I mean he's been working with the Warriors, so he's been around that winning culture. He won a lot of games, never won a championship as a player, but he's around a the winningest culture that we've seen in a really really long time uh, in this league. So he he's been there. He has the relationship with KD. Um, and if he has the relationship with KD, that means he's going to have the relationship with Kyrie. You're walking into a situation where you got a Kyrie Irving who's not your best player. He's your second best player, which is a great version of Kyrie to have. We've seen that in Cleveland. Um, Man, there's just so many cool things about this story. I, I, I don't really have, other than the history of Hall of Fame players, and particularly point guards, being bad coaches in the NBA. I don't have any negatives about this. I think it's just a cool hire. I like Steve Nash. I think most people who saw him play and who have followed him in his post-career life like Steve Nash. Um, it's a splashy move in a city that, you know, has in a place that's been run by the Knicks forever. And now they have worldwide West running their organization for the Knicks. So they're trying to make splashes and, and Brooklyn continues to be the team in New York that makes the splashes and makes the headlines. And man, I I don't think it's going to take a whole lot. I don't think he's going to have to be a genius head coach in his first year. I don't think he's going to have to be Nick nurse in year one for this experiment to be successful. I think he's going to have to be a version of Steve Kerr because of how talented this Nets team and how iffy the East is. If he can go in, implement a system um, that fits his players, which I think a lot of that will be on the staff that he hires and, and how they coordinate things. We see a lot of staffs now with – like. In, in the NBA offensive and defensive coordinator type p- positions. So that's going to be super important. Um, but if he puts the right people in place and they have the right system, just managing egos and managing people, I, he seems like the kind of guy who has the right temperament to do that. I, I see Steve Nash being more of a Steve Kerr than a Jason Kidd. Um, and it, it remains to be seen, but he's off to the right. I mean, he, he's starting off on the right foot with the fact that he has that relationship with Kevin Durant. That's huge. Um, if Katie's co-signing and you know that it's not a guy that they just went out on a limb and tried to make, you know, hire a young guy or a retread and, and say, no, we know it can work because this guy can work with vets. No, they, they decided, Hey, we're all in on Katie and that's the right thing to do. And if Katie has a relationship with Steve, then that's our guy. Um, so I love it. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to watch this Nets team. I'm really just excited to watch Steve Nash on the sideline next year. It's gonna. I think, man, what a, what a cool team. I, and I never really loved Kyrie Irving, but I love most of the other players on that team. I love the way that roster looks is looking right now. They're looking deep. They're looking talented. Um. 
And man, it would be cool to see Steve Nash hoist a championship after the incredible career he had as a player and never getting there and never getting it, getting to that, that point, you know, like I said, two time MVP led the league in assists. How many times, uh, just part of one of the most revolutionary offenses we've ever seen in this league. He was the leader. Uh, People loved him. And he just, there was always that knack with that knock on him and Mike D'Antoni that they just couldn't get it done in the playoffs because they didn't defend or whatever the knocks were. So after having such a great career as a player to now step into a situation where, again, I think you're looking at a team that has got to walk in. If KD is 100% healthy, they got to be walking into next season as one of the favorites to win the East. They have to. Uh, he just, this is less of him having to succeed and more of him not having to screw it up. And he seems like a smart dude. I, I love it. Uh, so we'll see. But crazy news. Uh, and good for Brooklyn. Good for Steve Nash. It just seems like a good fit all around. Um, and we'll keep you updated here as more information comes out on the deuce, on who's on the staff, what the details of the contract are. We'll probably talk a little bit on ten- on tomorrow morning's episode on updated odds to win the East next year we'll see if if the nash hiring made any impact one way or the other um if those are even out i'm not quite sure i haven't had a chance to check but uh let me know i mean let us know what you think oh by the way i probably should have let you guys know alex is working that's why he's not here uh luckily i didn't have to work and i could get this done so yeah let us know Leave us a review and let us know. Tweet at us at NBA Morning Deuce and and give us your opinion. I want to know what other people think. I mean, I know what Twitter thinks, but I want to know what the listeners think. I want to know, do you guys think Steve Nash is a good hire for the Brooklyn Nets? I, I personally, obviously, you could hear I'm I'm excited about it. I love it. Um, but everything... Uh, History tells us to temper our expectations when it comes to this type of hire, but I think the roster's too good for it to be a bad hire right off the bat. But he's it'll be interesting to see what kind of leash he has. It'll be interesting with that roster to see what kind of leash he has. Let us know, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.